0: Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Today's episode, we are bringing back one of your favorite types of episodes. We try to do this about every quarter, so we are very due for this because it's been a long while. And that is answering your burning questions. I ask on Instagram, I'm the money saving mom on Instagram a few days ago for people to submit their questions. And Jesse, you are gonna be really happy to know this. I did not go through the questions ahead of time. Okay. You always kind of give me a little bit of grief about the fact that I have gotten to see them ahead of time and you (laughs) haven't. So we are just going to randomly pick questions and answer them. And I have no idea what we're going to be talking about today because I haven't looked at the questions. So are we ready? Yes. Buckle up. Let's do this. Okay, I guess I looked here. The first question, let's just dive in the deep end. It is, was it difficult for Jesse to step away from working and rely on your income?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was honestly, it was a very, very formative time for me because I realized that my identity was wrapped up into what I was doing and I needed to have that stripped away from me in order to really process what we were doing, how I was moving forward and and really kind of heal heal from some wounds, I guess, and it was it was really, really good.
0: I feel like that it helped you to find your value outside mm-hmm. of what you did, mm-hmm. and that your worth wasn't in your work. Mm-hmm. But I will take umbrage if I'm using that correctly, I was trying to use a really (laughs) big word with her saying, rely on your
1: income. Yeah, I agree.
0: Because I think that we really view it's our income. Mm -hmm. Yes, I work more hours in the sense of hours that equal a paycheck than you do right now. Mm -hmm. But in the same time, in my mind, you're doing just as much. And so it's like we work...
1: We work as a team.
0: ...together. Mm-hmm. And so maybe like today, I had to run to CVS and do this project for Procter & Gamble that was for something coming up on my blog. And it was sort of a last-minute thing, and I, we had said yes to it. but So in order for me to do that, then you stayed home and took care of some other things that I wouldn't have been able to get to. Mm-hmm. I would have needed to hire a babysitter. And and so it's like, we just work as a team. Mm-hmm. So I can't do what I do if you don't do what you do. And I feel like you also bring so much to the table when it comes to the business of just your wisdom and your grounding and being able to process ideas with you, dream mm-hmm. for the future. And then there's so much that you carry when it comes to the finances and taxes and all of that, and so, right. yes, in a sense, quote unquote, you could say I'm the breadwinner, but I don't really view it in that mindset because I think it can become very dangerous to your marriage when mm-hmm. one of you is like, "I make the money," so then, therefore, it, it kind of I feel like it, it
1: you turn it into a sword, mm-hmm.
0: yes, or almost like a hierarchy mm-hmm. in your relationship or. That it's a transactional sort of relationship where it's like, so you better pull your own weight because I'm over here pulling my own mm-hmm. weight. And so and it's,
1: if, and honestly, it's the same way if it, if the man is the one that is bringing most of the money in, in how he relates to his wife.
0: Yes. That's what I was feeling. Either spouse doesn't matter, or if both spouses are working and one of them is making more than the other one, mm-hmm. that can also cause the conflict. And so I think just viewing it more as this is our money we don't have separate bank accounts we don't have it's not like you know this is my money and this is your money it's our money you can sign a check for money saving mom Mm -hmm. just the same as i can you can you know so i just feel like that we've we've wrestled to get to that place though Mm -hmm. it's not like it just happened it's not like we have this perfect marriage. We've we've had to both wrestle through our own things, insecurities, selfishness, whatever it might be, to get to that place. And there are sometimes when we still struggle with it, and we have to kind of hold up. Let's go back to the fam- foundation here and get on the same page again. Mm-hmm. This kind of leads into the next question, which is just happens to be who pays the bills. And how do you organize them? And we will leave it. (laughs) This is all for you to answer.
1: Who pays the bills? I mean, it's funny that we think of the time in terms of who pays the bills. I don't, I mean, it's.
0: Who takes care of making sure that the bills get paid? Let's say that. Okay,
1: that's a whole lot different than. I
0: think, I think that's what they were asking. Who, who takes care of, who like actually physically makes sure that the bills get paid. And I'm like, bills, do we have bills?
1: (laughs) Occasionally, Um, but everything's automated.
0: But just to clarify, you are why I said bills. Do we have bills? Because I don't have
1: anything
0: to do with Mm -hmm. any of that. Speaking of how we both pull our own weight and we are a team, we do have our budget set up for Mm -hmm. both the business and personal in um, YNAB. You need a budget, and you and I go over that a few times a year to make sure that we are happy with all of the categories. Sometimes we need to tweak and change, or if Mm -hmm. there's any big thing, a big expense or a big change in our budget or something that is no longer a part of our budget, we talk about that together. But
1: it's pretty seamless.
0: Well, that's because you're running the show on that. Because can you? we've
1: been doing it for almost 20 years.
0: I was just thinking, though, can you imagine if I was the one that was in charge of um, the bill paying?
1: The lights in the office are off, (laughs) but it's not because the bill hasn't been paid. They would be off because the bill hasn't been paid if you were doing it.
0: I always joke that... And this
1: would would not be recorded.
0: I would probably be in jail if it wasn't for you because... (laughs) Not with any intentional thing, just I wouldn't I'd be like, taxes? Do we need to (laughs) Oh what are those? Yes. So I'm very, very grateful for I know that I could figure it out.
1: Oh, I know you would be, but
0: I It's It's just
1: good to have it off of your plate.
0: It's not something that is my sweet spot or something that I enjoy.
1: Though the things that have not been your sweet spot or your core competencies in the past have really developed into core competencies now? Like I'm thinking like driving.
0: I still don't think it's a core (laughs) competency. I did drive to Arkansas and I have been driving a lot more in very busy traffic in Nashville and all of that. But I still feel like I prefer for you to drive if that's a possibility, but I'm happy to step into that when needed. And it's the same thing. I think, you know, I never want to come at something and be like, I can't do that. You know, so I'm joking Mm -hmm. about the fact of I would be in jail. Um, I would figure it out. You
1: wouldn't. And we have a good team in place around us that would help you can get that figured out.
0: But I do think in a marriage, figuring out which spouse is, has strengths mm-hmm. in certain areas and weaknesses in other areas. And let's play to the strengths mm-hmm. instead of putting someone in a spot that is their weakness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and this just goes right into it. How do you agree? You would think I set this up. I <laughs> promise I didn't. I did skip a few questions. Um, how do you agree on budgeting item amounts like spending or eating out?
1: Just talking about it and, mm-hmm. you know, just figuring out what works within the, parameters that we've set up and 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 seeing what the potential expenditures are for that particular whatever category it is
0: well i think this also goes hand in hand with what you talked about we've done this for many years Mm -hmm. we started our marriage with a budget Mm -hmm. so it's it's something that we saw our parents be wise with their finances. So it's not like this brand new foreign concept to us. I know a lot of people go into marriage without any financial foundation and they're having to just kind of figure out how to swim and that's really hard and Mm -hmm. it's a lot. And so I think that that makes a big difference in our communication is because we came into marriage kind of from the same mindset of Mm -hmm. we want to be on the same page. We want to set goals. We want to talk about it and learning to compromise when there's, I think one of the biggest things is if we don't agree on something, to give it a little time.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Like we don't have to make a decision right then and there in most cases, especially when it comes to how much are we going to spend on this. Right. And another thing that's been really helpful is recognizing you're more the spender and I'm more the saver. Mm -hmm. And so it's helpful if we come to our budget from that mindset of both of us are going to have to compromise. Right, You're going to want to spend more in certain areas and I'm going to want to spend less. And so you're going to have to spend less and I'm going to have to spend more.
1: Mm -hmm. And the other thing too is when you look at your budget categories, don't look at them as straight jackets because... You need to have flexibility built in, which we do. And that helps things really go a lot more smoothly.
0: What is the dumbest fight you have ever had?
1: I don't have dumb fights. (laughs) If we're going to fight about something, it
0: it is going to be a legit reason. I feel like so often it's some silly thing that escalates But it usually is an indication that there's something much Mm -hmm. deeper going on. So it might seem like you're fighting over a dumb thing. But a lot of times then, the more that we go back and forth and talk about it and dig (laughs) into things.
1: Usually with you, it doesn't take very long to get there.
0: Yes. I'm not the kind that we stay at the surface. I want to just get down to where is this coming from? Personally, n- not just, I'm not just saying with you, but with me as well. Like really? what, <laughs> where is this coming from with right. me? Like, why am I feeling so irritated with you?
1: And, and honestly, because we do that and get there quickly, the disagreements don't last very long mm-hmm. because there's quick resolution.
0: And so I think that that's been something, again, that's been really helpful for us is recognizing that. If I'm feeling irritable with you or you're feeling irritable with me, there's probably something more. I mean, I pretty much think.
1: Usually, yeah.
0: It's And it might have nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm really irritated with you, it might be because actually these three other things happened that are causing me to feel, you know, pressed in Mm -hmm. or...
1: You're being reactionary to something else yes. that is not me.
0: And so then I'm gonna take it out on you mm-hmm. because you're it's safe for me to do that. You know, I think of like for instance, sometimes with my job, there will be multiple people, just recently there was something where there were multiple people who were really upset with me and said some really unkind things to me. Um and really disagreed with me, but disagreed in a very antagonistic, vitriolic way. And so I'm not going to respond to them, but maybe I know it, it did kind of cause me to feel unsettled. Mm-hmm. And so then there was some, that unsettled kind of created some tension that then I took out on you. And it had nothing to to do with you. It Mm -hmm. was just that you were the safe person for me to kind of express that I was feeling tension. And so I had to really dig into, okay, slow down. Why is this bothering me? Mm -mm. What do I need to do with this? Work through this. It's not worth me hurting people I love because someone or multiple people on the internet said some really unkind things that caused me to feel unsettled. Mm -hmm. This is a question for Jesse. Who is your favorite sister?
1: (laughs) You submitted that. (laughs) Your sister. Which one? (laughs) The one that starts with an L? Was it your favorite
0: one or not?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I plead the fifth on that one. (laughs) It was Lisa. Yeah, that's got her name written all over it. Do you
0: have similar personalities or opposite personalities?
1: Both. Yes.
0: I feel like that's a difficult question because I think that the more that we've been married, the more that we've kind of come to the middle.
1: I think we figure out what each other likes and travel that road, I guess.
0: Because I think that when we got married, we were very, very, very different. No. And we still approach things from different perspectives. Definitely. But I think that. Our heart Mm -hmm. and maybe our like foundational desires Mm
1: -hmm.
0: are the same, and we've learned a lot of things that we really love together, Mm -hmm. such as traveling or serving together, fostering, um, doing fun things with our kids, doing the podcast. Like so, over time, we've learned things that we really enjoy together, and And we foster those. Mm -hmm. And so, I feel like it's we don't feel as different. Than we once were, but our differences definitely do show themselves, if in decision making or something like that, where you're much.
1: And that might be where the where the questioner is going, because that is more along the lines of personalities versus interests. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and so we definitely you have a much more measured, careful, slower processor type of personality. Maybe. You got to think about that one. I'll, I'll stop. I'll give yep. you a minute. Well, actually, you probably need more than a minute. And I am much faster in how I process decision-making, jumping to conclusions, all of that. So mm-hmm. we, we really balance each other out well in that, even though then it causes friction sometimes. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a very healthy thing. What is a dream vacation destination?
1: Mm. Well... I mean, we've had a dream of visiting all seven continents before Catherine turns 18. And as things stand right now, I don't know if that's going to happen. But we still have two places to go, one of which is Antarctica. So I don't know if that would necessarily fall in the definition of a dream vacation destination, but it is a vacation destination that we're dreaming of. Mm -hmm. So,
0: And I think one of the other things, we we wanted to go to all 50 states as well before she turns 18. And COVID, we didn't know that was going to be happening. So that's changed a lot of travel, just kind of halted a lot of things for what we had planned. We are planning an international trip next year if all goes well. Mm-hmm. It's still very up in the air right now, but we're hopeful. We have put down the deposit and we're hopeful, but we'll see. Um, but I think one of the things that I always kind of have in the back of my mind that I'd love to do is to visit all the state, is it the national parks? Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Did I say that? I feel like there's not state parks. It is yeah,
1: there's state parks. I mean, Tennessee has a lot of state parks.
0: Okay, but the national. But
1: you're talking about national yes, parks I'd, like Mount Zion. And yes.
0: So I'd love to go to every state and visit the national parks and I just think that'd be really cool so I thought maybe when Kirsten you know we have visited all 50 states and all seven continents and we start over again with Kirsten and we'll mm-hmm. go to all of the national parks with her or something I'd
1: really like to go back go back west go back to Yellowstone see a lot more Yellowstone because we only saw a very little bit of Yellowstone um, I think of that often when I want to go to Rocky Mountain National Park I uh, did that growing up and I want to take the kids that way.
0: Foster care and the effects it can have on your marriage and family. Any tips?
1: Is there a question there?
0: Well, she's basically just saying that how... Okay, I'm going to make a question from this. How does foster care affect your marriage and family? And any tips for dealing with kind of the fallout that can come from it?
1: Honestly, each situation is different. I mean, I was thinking about this. I mean, I think... What we have done has been really helpful to our older kids as well as to Kirsten. And I think it's really helping to shape her as she's growing up. I mean, you know, when we started doing foster care, after we realized we were pregnant with her, we had a discussion, you know, we don't want her necessarily to grow up as an only child. Because we've seen in our own lives kind of the disparity between the older gen- generation, the older kids versus the younger kids in the family, if there's a huge age gap, and we didn't want necessarily to have that for her, and and I think that
0: just to clarify, not that it's always the case, but that it no, can it there can, can, be. can be.
1: Well, I, I think in every case there would be disparity because you can't necessarily have a really close relationship between two siblings that are 20 years apart.
0: Mm -hmm. It's just, it's going to definitely be a different kind of relationship.
1: Right. And I I was exaggerating a little bit with 20 years, but I mean, Catherine was 16 when, or now, I guess she was 15 when she was born. Mm -hmm. But And I know that what we have done with having the two babies that we've had, the two foster babies that we've had, has really been a good thing for Kirsten. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, I agree. And I think that if she were growing up in a home with just five big people who love her so much Mm -hmm. and care so deeply for her, but she's the only little person, it would be very easy for her to be extremely spoiled and kind of get whatever she wants whenever she wants it, because there's five people who just want to make her smile and make Mm -hmm. her happy. And so fostering has been so great in the sense of that she's had to learn to wait her turn. Mm -hmm. She's had to learn to give up what she wants. She doesn't always just get to be the center of attention.
1: She's had to learn how to be nurturing. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is very much a nurturer.
0: Mm -hmm. And we've seen these things come out in her. That's been really beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, but I think, you know, to go back to the original question of just how has it affected our family There have been many, many, many things that it affects our family, both positive and negative. Mm -hmm. Not going to try to sugarcoat it. It is hard. The unknowns are very hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Having things so up in the air, very hard. And I think especially for teenagers to go from, you know, not having any little people in the house to multiple little Mm -hmm. people in the house all of a sudden. And then... You know when there are special needs and that sort of thing thrown into the mix as well. Lots of doctors' appointments and therapies, and so they've had to give up a lot. They've given up a lot as well. Our marriage—we've had to get really creative. We don't have as much time just the two of us together. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to give up sleep, and there's a lot of emotional—the
1: anticipation of being broken up as a family.
0: Yes. And walking with our kids, I was just sending a message to someone today, a friend of mine who they're getting ready to reunify their little boy that they've been fostering for a long time. And, you know, just, I was talking about how uh, not only is it that it's like you're losing your child, but then you're also walking with your other children through Mm -hmm. them losing a sibling. and. That's a lot. And then for our marriage and all that. So I'm not going to pretend like it has been easy. There have been many days when it has felt like kind of the hardest thing we've ever done. But we've felt such peace in the middle of it that this is exactly where God has us. And God has been so faithful to give us exactly what we need. And so I think my biggest tip is just, you know, go back to your why. In those moments, those seasons when it's really exhausting or it's just emotionally taking a huge toll on you, go back to your why. Mm -hmm. And also, I think to make sure that you have space in your week, in your life for things that are life-giving because you can't just pour and pour and pour and pour and pour and expect that you're going to have an unlimited supply to pour from. You mm-hmm. also need to make sure that you are being poured into. And so relying upon the Lord, really looking to Him, and then making sure that you are filling up your cup. And one book, I talk about this a lot, but um, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, her book, Sacred Rest, she talks about the different kinds of rest, and I just highly recommend that book because I think— Rest is not just about sleep or taking time off from things. There's also creative rest and social rest. And so recognizing those things that fill up your cup and making sure that you are prioritizing them, you're going to need that if you're going to be in this for the long haul. We will close with this question, I think, unless I decide I'm looking through these. Someone said, what is a weakness you have in your communication?
1: Not doing it enough.
0: I was thinking for me that I am not great at giving all the details. I oftentimes will expect for you to read my mind, or I will expect for you to connect the dots because, in my head, it all makes sense. Like, if I tell you this thing over here, Mm -hmm. then that automatically connects the dots of this. Like, let's say I need to pick. Caitlin up at this time today,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm going to, in my head, that's going to mean, okay, so you're going to need to then make sure that Silas gets dropped off at this thing at that same time, Mm -hmm. but you can't read my mind. Right. And all the dots that connect in my head don't necessarily connect in your head. And so that's not no fault of you. It's just the way that I'm wired and the way that you're wired. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to really learn to make sure that I'm not just assuming that you've connected the dots, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but that I've actually communicated clearly what those dots are in my head and what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's something I'm still working on. Well, there you have it. I said, I didn't know what we were going to talk about and we were all over the place, but I hope that it was enjoyable for you as always. We love hearing from you. We love your feedback. We love your emails. You can talk back to us with constructive criticism or encouragement or whatever you want to say, or if you have tips on anything or other thoughts on any topic we ever share on, on any podcast, send an email to crystal at money saving mom.com. We will see you next week when if all goes as planned, we are going to be having a special interview with someone who wrote a book that I recently read that I really loved. I can't wait for that. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.